0: Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron.
1: This week, I engage in a deep conversation with Deborah Beauvais. Founder of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. We are discussing my first book, Living, the Seven Blessings of Human Experience, the first in a trilogy of self realization. I'm deeply grateful for Deborah's wonderful insight, rich questions, and ongoing dialogue. I hope you'll enjoy the show.
2: I should say that the book is weaved wisdom is weaved everywhere there's a richness to just about every page and it's almost like you have to sit with that page before you go on to another and i wanted to ask you was it your intention to write poetically
3: this book and this whole trilogy the three books that are part of this multi-dimensional experience were written From an experience of extremely deep presence and when I wanted to share when the time came to share this information the primary intention is to slow people down and to bring them to that quality of presence that is so important in our world to not only reach the states of love compassionate love -love, self-love outer world love inner world love but to also get to such a degree of presence that we start to understand our true natural capacity for divine power, for creative capacity to truly shift our world. And so poetry is part of this Deborah because that is the language of the heart. And the book is designed to uh, shut down the ego to a certain extent, to bypass that, to, trip up any sort of getting too much in your head while also getting you in your head to such a degree that you get exhausted into just dropping into the heart. And so those Mm -hmm. moments of poetry are like that soft hug in the beginning of each of the sections so that a person can really sink into the pages. And it's not meant to be read quickly. I designed this book so that people really read only a few lines a paragraph at most a page daily or they read just a bold section uh, or mm-hmm. they open it as an oracle there are a lot of different ways to utilize these manuals
2: right which which is actually fun and exciting because you can pick and choose and then when you go back you can choose another um, did these books rise out of your own trauma and loss Cameron? They did. I never intended to write
3: books. I really didn't think uh, after my first three books I had anything else to say. But the experience <laughs> that I went through was such a profound one, uh, not only personally, but even more so from what I discovered with my deep devotional presence to the darkness. I had chosen to be as committed and present to the darkness as I had been to the light, simply because I would created an experience that really shocked me in that I had always been someone so devoted to my personal growth. I couldn't fathom how I had created such a powerfully painful experience in my life and one of such separation when I was so much about oneness. And so really my Mm -hmm. life was about being present to that experience. It was only later when the experience told me I was complete with it, that the next step of presence was to lay down the wisdom of what I had uncovered through the process
2: beautifully said and um, I'm with that energy because it was quite traumatic and yet there's so much growth and and you're another person that believes that we create what we are experiencing and that's hard to swallow for many people um, but you have to look at it from a, a higher perspective knowing that our minds and what goes around and around is what is created for us um, so um, kudos to you for getting to that place where you realize that you know that was a creation coming from you as well um, so I well, what you... I discovered
3: What I discovered was as I went through this deconditioning process and I traveled, you know, through all of the thoughts, oftentimes when people sit to meditate or even in the course of their lives, they do end up encountering some of the thought forms that fly through their mind. And whether we're present or not or aware enough or not, uh, we have all kinds of thoughts, positive and negative. But when you stop, when you truly stop your life, and give presence to yourself, what you will discover is the deeply discordant and negative thoughts that course through you. And most of us are in denial about that or not aware of it because they rest so deeply within us. But stopping allowed all of that to come through. And then the next level was the emotional discordance that came through by just being with the experience and being with life as it had presented itself to me. What I did not expect was the physical, visceral experience of sensations through my body that I would then encounter. And that's when I really saw how we create our reality. It's not just our subconscious thoughts that create our reality. It actually goes back to the age stage of zero to seven. When we soak up everything as children within ourselves, within our bodies, where we don't have the words or the thoughts or the emotions for it, But we take on the visceral experience. And then the rest of our lives, we create these echoes of experience where we encounter what I call these unorthodox blessings in order to get us to pause and reconcile the imbalance of energies that is going on within us. And that's the purpose of these books, to support individuals in, number one, not having to go through a seven-year experience to decondition like I did that. I already did that for everyone. Uh, But to have a guidebook to understand where they are so that they can, in a gentle and compassionate way, go through the disintegration process and allow the feelings, the thoughts, and the visceral sensations to come through the body.
2: Mm. And speaking of, um, those echoes you called them how did how did that come to you was that a message what I began to experience
3: was uh, a lot of physical sensations pain in the body and I noticed that my mind wanted to attach a story when I had a certain pain or mm. wanted to attach an emotion and I think when we further ourselves down, especially the spiritual and personal growth path, because we know almost too much about healing. We can often get distracted into processing or trying to understand the meaning of something or where it stems from. But in this case, what I decided to do was really just be with the sensation and not allow myself to be distracted by the story that would be made up about it or trying to process where it came from. And in deeply being with this sensation, it took me to the place in my body, where I was feeling something and I was able to receive the guidance from my body as to what that was about. And I kept hearing, uh, it was almost hearing the echoes of seven. And so what I did is I started to calculate seven years forward every seven years from that particular moment of pain and I noticed a pattern, a cycle of pain. And then I started to notice a cycle of blessings that would ripple through my life over and over again because of certain experiences. And these can be very good experiences that take place from zero to seven, and it is also the combination of very negative experiences that take place from zero to seven. But any individual, if they are going through, let's say a divorce at age 43, if they were to look back seven years prior to age 36, they would find a moment of separation there as well. And if they were to look back seven years prior to that, to 29, they would find a moment of painful separation. And 22 and 15 and 8, and one and they may discover that at one year old their own parents may have divorced and it created this sensation of a ripple an echo that would follow their lives until they went back to that origination point point. and so it is a deep way of breaking the pattern uh the cycle of energy that has been within our bodies and to begin to understand that everything that happens in our lives even though it feels very personal It really is not personal. It's an equilibration of positive and negative energies that need to balance within ourselves in order to be the conduits for that balance in the world as well.
2: Mm. Beautifully said. And we're conditioned to, when we feel pain, to medicate it or run away from it instead of going to it and really listening. And so I think this is one of the great um, nuggets in the book is that it's telling and training and sharing that we don't you know even the doctors instead of running away go to it see what it is see what it's about sit with it in that quietness and that's how we release and as we talked about you know how many years are we talking about layers, and it's so true because the the longer you live, you know there's so many pieces to one area and um and it's really it's it's really um you know getting to know that part of you and finding out what it wants to tell you, and we just have to go there and listen and then decide what we want to do we want to re- release it? As you know, sometimes we hang on to things and, until we're ready. Um, but there's always so much to work on with just one area. At least that's what I have found. And then you get to the very root of it and you're like, aha, that's where it was. And I, I agree with you. I, I believe that every single human that is experiencing earth life that they have had something or believed something or took on something without understanding it when they were just a child or a baby. And um, and a lot of times it's just, it's not understanding what is happening because you don't have the ability to do that. So,
3: well, we um, took on everything in innocence. I mean, we really are. And even these events or experiences that we have with other people especially the negative ones or the external experiences that we see in the world that we want to call bad and wrong and horrific and um, inconvenient all of these things were born of innocence what my hope is is to reframe these very human experiences that we have this is a land of opposites we live in a world of duality that will never change. We have to stop bamboozling ourselves into believing that there is some ascension point that we are going to get to. There is no ascension point for us to reach. We came here to master humanity. We came Mm -hmm. here to master this dual plane. And so each one of these things that we will encounter over and over again throughout our lives, the blessing it are the blessing of life, it's the blessing of challenge, conflict, chaos. We will encounter the blessings of obstacles. We will meet the blessing of darkness. We will experience the blessing of death repeatedly throughout our lives, not to try to take us down, not because we've done anything wrong, not even because we're here to learn lessons, but because that is the process of expansion that allows us to shed all that we have accrued uh in this earth plane to become truly more of who we are which is not more identity it's not more ego it's not more attainment it is the dissolving into nothingness so that we truly realize we're everything and that's where real love compassion unity oneness kindness generosity that's where those things will come from and that's where the ability to be in the world but not of it will also rise from because then we really need nothing to change because we have been changed from the inside out
2: yeah i just like to sit with your with your words so as far as you know the collective consciousness, and everyone. You know, I, I do believe that everyone that goes within and and heals their wounds and 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 become nothingness, as you say, um, feed into that collective consciousness, and more and more of it, of us that do that, we it'll be in you know humanity evolving. And certainly we're experiencing the the light and the dark now. Um, How do you feel about that? Do you feel that the work, the inner work that we do individually is going to make a difference in, you know, the way the world is going?
3: I do because, and I think that that's part of the reason that I felt so compelled not only to share this information, but to write it in the manner that it is written in each of the books and to divide the single multidimensional experience into three books. Deborah, no one wants to feel pain or go into grief or face darkness and fear right in, in front of them. That's counterintuitive to what we've been conditioned into. Nor does anyone really think about And as they're growing up in elementary and middle and high school and going off to college and establishing their careers, I want to be nothing. That's not what we're taught on this planet. You know, we're taught (laughs) the opposite. We're taught to go attain and become something and be ambitious and all of these things. And that's why I start with the book Living, because we don't realize that all those steps of life are really reactivity to our childhood wounds, every step of ambition, the choice of our career, the choices of our partners, the choices that we make in every aspect of life, every single one of them stem from a childhood wound. And so we live in a reactive fear state most of our life, and we're completely unaware that we're doing that. And so mm-hmm. this book, Living, takes you through the blessings so that you begin to reclaim new archetypes for yourself, and you begin to reestablish the energy and the truth within yourself and unify again, with that divine, the divine puzzle pieces of yourself so that you can reawaken the gifts and the integration and the embodiment. The second book, which releases at the end of July, is being the seven illusions that derail personal power, purpose and peace. And that book really is about our self absorption. It really is about the illusions we bought into like time and money, even evolution, a hierarchy, all of these things that we have bought into that send us in the opposite direction than what our soul really desired for us to do. And so it is the combination of blessings and then realizing our illusions that help us understand that if we simply face the life we've been given then those changes that we make actually ripple out into collective consciousness. Because then we dissolve the very things that are the split within us. And that creates a healing on the external, which is part of the collective healing that has to take place.
2: The book that we're speaking of is the first of her new trilogy, and it's Living Seven, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience, and it comes with seven different blessings, life, challenge, obstacles, conflict, chaos, darkness, and death. Um, So one of the things I wanted to ask at the beginning, and then we ended up talking about the echoes the on stage the on age stages and so was it that the seven because as you well know seven is a sacred number for myself did that seven come from the age stages or did the blessings come first how did you come to the number seven
3: the seven is as multidimensional as the experience the human experience is at its most literal sense The seven came from the seven-year experience of deconditioning that I went through in a very human way uh, over the course of time that led to my understanding of this information that I'm sharing. Seven also represents that zero to seven age stage that everything ripples out from. That is the initial drop in the pond that then creates the ripples or echoes for the rest of one's life. Seven also stands for the ladder of consciousness, the seven steps underneath each blessing that is experienced, that comprises the technology of being human that we learn to remember as we move through these blessings or as we move through the illusions, which have seven ladders, step ladder rungs, and then knowing has seven graces, which has the seven steps as well. And then at the very highest level seven as you said it is an extremely spiritual number it signifies the most holy sacred uh spectrum of geometry within us that is that sacred merkaba that is the compilation of the universe within form it is the as above so below existing within our bodies and if we were to look deep enough within, what we would discover through that sense of presence, which is what seven ultimately signifies, we would discover mm-hmm. we hold the universe inside of us. What we see as the universe outside of us is projection, just as everything else.
2: Right. Right. So in the book, you also have grids. Can you explain those for the listeners and why you included them?
3: Yes, uh, within each book, I actually have the grid, the multidimensional grid for living, being, and knowing that shows each of the seven steps vertically. Uh, As you go through each book, what you are experiencing is the vertical uh, climb to have you reach a higher octave of experience and expression. So living is about the human experience and how to rise to a higher octave within that human experience. Uh, energetically, emotionally, mentally, physically, orically, all those different ways. And then being has you rise to a higher octave experience from the depths of the shadow uh, and all the layers of that uh, into a place where the shadow serves uh, the greater world. And then the third book has you rise to through the flowering of humanity But then the grid also expresses a horizontal timeline because if you were to go across the three books, which is why I tell people to read them slow, there are many different ways these books can be read. And there's a reason that they're kind of coming out in a short time period, which is really unorthodox in itself in the publishing industry. But each blessing, for example, the blessing of life, there's a correlating illusion, and that is the illusion of time. And there's a correlating grace, and that is the grace of simplicity. Uh, and and the blessing of a darkness is about the illusion of evolution, and then it goes into the grace of self-realization. So you can also go according to the horizontal axis of your life. So the multidimensional grid illustrates that Merkaba experience. It allows you to align vertically. But it also lets you totally understand the big picture of the horizontal experience of which we are here to be used by life to balance the energies of positive and negative, masculine and feminine, darkness and light. We are here to align all of those things to a place of neutrality.
2: Right. And it's, as you mentioned earlier, and what I have learned as well, is when there is a physical illness or something happening within your body, it's because the negative and the light energies um, are unbalanced. And once those are in balance, then a lot of times things just, you know, melt away. They just go away because there isn't any negative energy to keep them alive
3: that's absolutely true and you know one of the steps as you move through uh, each of the books and, and it starts off with living one of the things that is restored is truth and so many of those places of healing or balance whether it is a financial issue or a healing issue or a relationship issue it is through the awakening and the restoration uh, of growth and truth that the revelation of wisdom uh, comes and that invites a type of healing. And sometimes that healing is awareness. Sometimes that healing is an actual dissolving of the situation. Sometimes that healing is a place of personal power, purpose, and peace that rises above this 3D world and is able to walk in the world as a tuning fork or as a crystal that purifies a space without having to do anything and so ultimately we're here to discover our extent of power that we really do possess when we can um, use the small self use the ego use what is looked at as our smaller portion of life and allow it to activate the greater expanse of life so that it touches and ripples out into the collective sphere there's a there's a passage that I think uh, really speaks to this and it says it is a gift to be human with it comes the ability to experience every paradigm between bliss and grief when joy or sadness come bathe in and be thrilled by them do not run from the dense by seeking busyness or ignoring it do not numb or camouflage drink it or eat it away allow it sink into it drown within it On the other side of sadness is gladness seek your joyful noise if you have gotten this far you have happened upon the mystics path where the sweet melancholy supports the remembrance of what it means to love hold embrace and belong through these gateways of humanity you are on the way to embodying the essence of being loved and that's ultimately what this whole journey is and what our true purpose in life is about It's about self-love. It's about the most expansive, most embodied experience of love beyond anything that we've ever felt before. Uh, That's why it's so powerful being on your show today because what you talk about so much is it's about really finding the truth of what love is. And the only place to truly know that is to go inside and be able to love oneself enough to understand that our presence is enough not the distraction not the busyness not anything we can go do or fix or heal or change but first can we be with ourselves to the full depth of everything that we've encountered and all that that placed within us
2: beautiful yeah because and and thank you for noticing that because it is it is my life work is knowing love from the truth because all of us at at times or even through the, you know, the, the whole experience of life, we fall in love with the idea of love, but we don't really know what love is, you know, to give you, you know, to hold yourself. You know to to really hold yourself and have your hand over your heart and just hug your arms and and just be with yourself, knowing that you know your soul is pure and everything is good, and anything that does happen of your choosing it's okay you know it's it's okay, well, I know you know Deborah the power of
3: grief. And that's not an emotion that people want to, you know, cannonball dive into, because it's a very uncomfortable feeling. But what I've come to realize is that grief is that wormhole, that gateway, that special vortex into greater enlightenment. And we live in a world where it's easy to say all I see is apathy or indifference. All I see are people fighting or a division and separation. And that is because that first separation that exists is the divide within us. And until we can heal that divide within us, there is no way to experience that kind of connection on the outside. And so to be willing to be anointed by one's own tears to feel those sacred waters Mm -hmm. in their love and their compassion and to be bathed in that to such a degree that you are softened. That is what brings about true humanity. We think we're having humanity, but you can look at the world today and see how very far away from humanity we are. And that humanity has to flower. But it can only flower if there's water. And we've not given ourselves enough of our own sacred waters to really nurture those seeds of humanity that rest within our earth and soil. And once we do that, then we will flower into the truly beautiful beings that we were designed to be on this planet. But until then, we are going to walk among the weeds of our mental thoughts and our negativity. It is with the waters that we will find the beauty. And that is a very sacred and special path. And if we don't choose to go there, life will take us there. But then we have to choose to sit in it and feel it. And I know that you in your own personal life have had many experiences that I'm sure have brought on those sacred waters. And I'm sure that from the sacred waters, you have garnered so much of your own wisdom insight about life about love about connection and about the universe
2: Mm. I'm feeling all of that and yes you know there's something sacred when you're on your knees and you're just surrendering everything including yourself that you you know that brings brings more light brings brings that inner power and knowing how magnificent we really are, um, and I can say, you know you can say it more easily on the after years and years of it, um, and then and then the gratitude comes in, of course, because the gratitude of of having you know that person in your life or that child in your life for however long that you can, um, and that's a gift. It's really a gift. Now, when you're in this space, as you know, um, this space within and and the light and the love, you know, you're able to see that. You're able to feel it, and you're just able to, um, you know, just I guess accept it, even though some of that grief or the or the um, the catalyst that brought on the grief is hard to fathom, but. It is, and we're on you know we're on the earth and this is what happens on earth we're here for a short period of time and um, and so well it ultimately it ultimately is so that
3: we all let go of control we we each have our own version of trying to control everything and and that too is such an unconscious behavior We learn that. We're conditioned into that. Our grip on people, places, and things is so tight that there's no room for life or the divine to work for us. So it has to create these barriers and frictions and unorthodox blessings to help us loosen our grip on what we think is good for us, but what is truly not as good as we believe. And as we loosen that grip, particularly as women, we've become so masculine. Our energy has become so imbalanced. Even in the spiritual field, there's so much go, 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 build, 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 do, 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 that we don't realize that we've completely swung over into masculine energy, yet we keep harping on being the divine feminine. But even that, so often the conversation is this conversation of force and power and my rights and this and that. And it's still all of that control and holding and we must let go of the control we must soften and when we surrender that initial surrender is to the pain or to the experience or to the situation when we ultimately realize we can't control but as we become more awake and aware we discover that the true surrender is not to the situation outside of us the true surrender is to the higher aspect within us. And when we begin to surrender to the higher being within us, then all of a sudden we realize, number one, there was nothing to control in the first place. And number two, we see everything for what it is, which really is just spikes of energies rising up and down, trying to balance themselves out like the waves of the ocean. And it is in our stepping back, in our doing nothing, in our holding of space, in our stillness, that we actually support the energies in calming. We support a world in being um, more gentle. But it is the interference and the control that actually creates more of the unorthodox blessings. It creates more of the challenge within our own lives. So when we learn to let go, we will learn that we can have the God within rise up and start to co-create with the other gods within that are on the planet.
2: Beautiful. And if you'd like to get in touch with Simran, it's IamSimran.com. When you go on her site, you'll see her artwork as well as online courses that she um, has put together for you. And after listening to the show you will want to spend some time with her because it it takes you into the space of really knowing and just being, and um, and that's all I can say about about that. And that's what we all want to be because it's a it's a sacred space and it feels it just feels glorious. So check her out and remember to get the book. We will have Simran back when her the next the second piece of the trilogy comes Um, so we'll have more and um, yeah the when you were talking Simran you brought up a a good point that a lot of us don't think about that we as women we have become more masculine and and so I want to ask you from this perspective in this time that we are experiencing a lot of um, a lot of things are being taken away from women, um, rights, rights to their body, all kinds of different things and in, in this country. so what would you say to the people that that really feel that no one should control them but themselves?
3: If we really do look at everything as energy and we look at all of the actions on the planet as mirrors to who we're being internally, particularly as a collective, then what we're seeing taking place is only a reflection of what we have really done to ourselves, how we have controlled ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the control over women's bodies or the, the ability to, to have choice is really how we have taken our own choices away by trying to become what we've been conditioned into, by trying to attain a certain ideal of what we've been taught life is supposed to look like. And so these moments where we are being controlled, you know, on on one hand, it is about Facing that and feeling all of the emotions from what that brings up, whether that's sadness or grief or rage or elation, because you're going to have people on both sides of the aisle on every issue. So there's going to be the full gamut of emotions that are going to be experienced. But then on the other side, it is about, well, what if I were not to fight what's happening? How would that change my life? What would that bring me to? And for many women, that would mean bringing them to a place of creation and nurturing and a devotion to life in a way that perhaps they've not done before. Uh, It would be another type of avenue to move into uh, new energy and expression and another whole range of feelings. And so it is really by our acceptance, by our inner work that we truly change the things on the outside Uh, we can fight and protest and be up in arms all day long and yet that's not the true place of change that is the very human experience that we end up getting caught up in trust me I know I did um, in fighting my own legal battle it's very easy to get ensnared in that and yet part of me knew There's a part of myself that needs to feel all of that. There's a part of myself that needs to let this aspect of me rise up that is being mirrored by the darkness outside. Where is that darkness in me? Where is that control in me? Where is that narcissism in me? Where is that monster and that demon in me? Unless I'm willing to see those aspects of myself, I can't possibly balance the energy that's outside. And so ultimately, I think everything is a reflection in a mirror to support us in further seeing what we really think and feel about something, not only what we've been conditioned into or what we've become reactive about because of how we've been brought up.
2: Well, I love, I love your answers. Um, yeah, I, I love your answers. And I agree. Everything starts within and... Uh, and that's how we make the change. And I love how I, I'm all about the questions and and to be strong enough to say to yourself, where is the evil in me? Or where is, the you know, all the things that we hear back and forth with people, um, you know, attacking each other with words. It's so good to ask, ourselves. Where is that within us? And that'll open up a lot of inner work. (laughs) Yes,
3: it will, because ultimately, there really is no good or bad. There is no positive or negative. There's only the judgment that we have about things. And once Mm -hmm. we realize how judgmental we are, that's the place to really look at. That's the place of curiosity and questioning that Mm -hmm. has to be Uh, sunk into because it is our judgments that are the control they are the anchored belief systems that run the world that run our own experience and Mm -hmm. ultimately we have to break down all of that because that framework is just a house of cards built upon the illusions of those that came before us that don't even know why they believed what they believed and so that is the healing that happens not only through our lives but in the generations to come Because right now, we're just carrying
2: hand-me-downs and passing
3: them along. That's right.
2: Yes. Well, we only have a couple minutes uh, remaining, and again, we'll have you back. Um, But what would you like to leave the listeners with, Simran?
3: Ultimately, these three books are what the soul would have created had there been a manual that came with you upon birth. This is an opportunity to deepen into a state of presence on a daily basis, a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening. These are not books to be read cover to cover. This is something that you're going to have on your nightstand and you're going to read a couple of lines or a paragraph and let that medicine work within you until we are willing to become more present, conscious and self aware. Nothing on this planet can change. And so I invite you to doing your small part to create greater personal power, purpose, and peace, not only in your own life, but so that it can ripple out into the world by all of us shifting collective consciousness.
2: I'm just touched in a number, a number of ways, so I'm so glad that you came on the show, and I so look forward to the next time. So I thank you for that, Simran.
3: Thank you, Deborah. It's always an honor to be with you, and I really appreciate the rich space and the presence that you've held through this conversation.
2: Share the show. Listen to it more than once. Sit with it. Get the books. They're everywhere, wherever you choose to buy books. It's also, um, they're on Simran's website they're on our website dream visions but get the main thing is get the book and that and the whole key with what you're saying is read one page or read a paragraph or read the you know the pieces that are within the book and just sit with them and see what you feel it's it's um it's all good
1: Deep gratitude to Deborah Beauvais, host of the Love by Intuition show and founder of Dream Vision 7 radio network. Thank you, Deborah, for a rich and beautiful conversation and honoring my new trilogy by speaking about it. Get your copies today of the Self Realization Trilogy. The first book is Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience. The second book is Being, The Seven Illusions That Derail Personal Power, Purpose, and Peace. And finally, the third book is Knowing, the seven human expressions of grace. Do not read through these books quickly, just pick a few lines in each every single day, perhaps one paragraph, one of the little bold statement quotes, or the section that calls for you. These are oracles to guide you into a higher octave of experience. Until we meet again, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be
0: well. Discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living. 1111 magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
4: Do you want more more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go, and chart a new course. Dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com.